501 years ago today. Somebody tell me what happened. Does anybody know? 501 years ago today. Somebody, come on, who knows? Somebody tell me. What? Nope. Somebody else? What happened 501 years ago today? The, the 95 Theses on the Wittenberg Chapel on the Castle Church door. Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses on the door. It was his objection, 95 of them to be exact, on the corruption and the, the selling of indulgences and the, the, really it was the corruption of the Christian faith that had crept in during the dark ages from 500 to 1500. Um, there's a lot, there was a lot of goofy stuff going on. They were, if you committed a sin, you had to give the priest money and then he would say, I absolve you. And then you were supposedly forgiven because that priest said you were forgiven. Okay. And you had to pay him to do that. See, Jesus' blood wasn't enough or so they thought, or they just thought it was a good way to make money. But bottom line is Martin Luther said, "Uh -uh, ain't going to happen. Not good. So 501 years ago today, he put this notice on the wall, and then, you know, they tried to kill him, and he was, a, he was uh, in trouble. He got kicked out of the monastery, obviously, and all this stuff. But you know what? A really good thing happened as a result of that day, and that was the Protestant church was born from that day, thanks to Martin Luther's realization, revelation of saying, that you're saved by grace, not of works, lest any man should boast. You can't get saved by what you do or what you pay or how much money you pay. You can only, you're only saved by grace. He, he, one of his thesis statements was that salvation is wholly of grace through faith. And we still stand right squarely upon that thesis today that salvation is wholly of grace through faith today. 501 years later, I think that's awesome. I think that's a whole lot better than ghosts and goblins. Yes? So that's awesome. So today is Reformation Day. Actually, that's what it is. Today is Reformation. I was raised in a Christian home, and I was raised, we went to church every time the doors were open. I was raised, when I, I mean, every, like four days a week we were in church. Catechism and Bible verses and Christian school and you name it. And so we never went trick-or-treating or anything. It was, to us, it was Reformation. I never even knew what Halloween was till I was like in high school, see, because it was always Reformation Day to us. And uh, that's actually not a bad thing. So today, though, today we're going to talk about some, some interesting stuff. Um, I'm going to talk, because of our culture and because of what's going on around us, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, a particular legend that has been around for many, many years. It's the legend of Superman. Now you say, what the world are you going to talk about Superman for? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because it just so happens, it just so happens, here we go, are we ready? No, I can't do this, it's too nice of a shirt, I'm going to wreck it. See right there. More powerful than a locomotive. And we have the average, this is the intro. Look, 
Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman. It's Superman. Strange visitor from another planet. Ah! Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Why are you Superman. here? I'm here to Who save the day. You're here to save the day, but I'm preaching. Why are you here? I'm here to save the day. Well, listen, Superman, that's great that you want to save the day, but you're a little pipsqueak, and you can't save anything. Yeah! Ah! What are you doing? You're not supposed to do this. You're a little pipsqueak. Why'd you come here? Why'd you come? Oh, look what I have. I have kryptonite. Ah! Oh, no. Oh, there he goes. This is called kryptonite. And in the legend of Superman, he's very strong. Even though he was a pipsqueak, he was very strong. But now he's got kryptonite. He's not such a tough guy after all. So the whole thing revolves around the legend of Superman. It, 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 it started many, many years ago. It's a comic book, and you may or may not remember the legend of Superman and all the movies and everything else. But Superman was an alien, basically. He was a man from another planet, is what he said. He said, look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. He was faster than a speeding bullet, stronger than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, right? The legend of Superman, and whenever I get my breath back, I'll stop talking like this. <laughs> deep breathe. Everybody breathe deep with me. Let's deep cleansing breaths. Let's go. I'm not used to rustling around while I'm trying to preach. So what is the legend of Superman? He was from the planet Krypton, an imaginary planet. His name was Kal-El. His parents saw the impending doom that was coming to Krypton, and they put their son in a capsule and launched him into who knows where. But they knew it was going to be better than being destroyed on Krypton. Well, he lands in Central America... And some nice people, the Clarks, the Kents rather, they named him Clark, but the Kents picked him up and raised him as their own. Now, the, the, the reason when I was wrestling with, that was my nephew Noah, by the way. He's cool. He's good. Um, he's eight years old, and he kicked my butt. What is that all about? Anyway, I pulled this out, Krypton. Now, because Krypton is imaginary, this can be Krypton. Because Krypton's imaginary, and I'm imagining this is Krypton. So this, therefore, this is Krypton. Anyway, so when I pulled out the kryptonite, he lost all his superpowers. Even though he's a little pipsqueak, he was able to throw me to the ground, and he was able to beat me up. Why? Because he had this superpower. See, Superman derived his power from the sun, S-U-N. That's the yellow, they called it the yellow sun. He derived his power from the yellow sun. And while he was on the earth, Superman was superpowered. He was, he was supernatural. He could do anything, right? He could fly. He could stop bullets, all that. But as soon as he got around kryptonite, 
which was from his original planet, he became weak. So the question that I'm going to raise today is, what is our kryptonite? Because you know what? We have a man that was from another planet. It was called heaven. And he came to this earth. And he was supernatural and he could do anything. In fact, he was better than Superman. He actually raised the dead and then he himself was raised from the dead. His name was Jesus Christ. So what is our kryptonite? 1 John 2.15 says, Do not love the world or the things of this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, it's not of the Father, but it's of this world. Colossians 1.13 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. The amplified version of Colossians 1.13 says, The Father has delivered us, and he has drawn us to himself out of the control of darkness. He's pulled us out of the control of darkness, and he's transferred us into the king of his son, the son of his love. See, even though we are in this world, we are not of this world. See, you can be in the ocean, you could be swimming in the ocean, you can be in the ocean, but if you let the ocean get in you, you're in big trouble, right? Anybody ever see that? Because if you, if you swim in the ocean, you're fine, but if you start drinking ocean water, you are going to be ill because ocean water is not good for humans, okay? It's not good for human consumption. So the same type of thing. We are in this world but we are not of this world. We are, to, we are to be in the world, but we're not, let, not to let the world get in us, just like that ocean water. You can be in the world. We, are, we have to be in the world. We have, to, we have to be here. We have to live here, okay? But we can't let the world get in us. We have got to keep the world out there because the world is not of the Father. See, if... If we, stay, if we stay too close to where we're from, we are not going to be strong. He'll give you an example. For Superman, he was from Krypton, and as long as he was on the earth, he was supernatural. But as soon as he got too close to Krypton, he became what? Weak. And we are from the earth but we're, on our, we're citizens of where? Yeah. Heaven. If you're saved, you're, you're here on the earth, but you're really a citizen of heaven. So we're from earth, but if we let too much, and if we, and if we really set our minds and set our hearts on things above, we'll, we'll be powerful and we'll be full of, full of God's strength and we'll be supernatural. But if we allow if we get too close to the world and if we allow the world to get back in us and if what we give all of our attention to the things of this world, we are going to be weak, just like Superman. We'll become normal human beings if we're not careful. 1 Corinthians 3, 
verses 1 through 4. It says, Paul speaking to the Corinthian church, he said, I could not speak to you as spiritual, but as carnal, as, to, as babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not solid food. For until now you were not able to receive it. Even now you are still not able, for you are carnal. For where there's envy and strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal? Here's the word, behaving like mere men. Now why is that such a big deal? Why is Paul so, why is he so surprised that humans are behaving like humans? Anybody have, why is he so surprised that humans are behaving like humans? He says, hey, I, I spoke to you, I tried to speak to you, but I couldn't because you're so carnal, and you're behaving like mere men. Now, that has always amazed me whenever you read that. Why that, so, so that phrase, you're behaving like mere men? Because the people in the Corinthian church were too connected to this world, and because they were connected to this world, they were disconnected from their heavenly citizenship, and they were acting just like mere men instead of acting like spirit-filled, born-again, Holy Ghost-filled, powerful Christians, sons and daughters of the living God. See, they were behaving just like, oh, I'm only human, right? Remember that old song? You guys don't remember that song? Am I the only one that remembers that song? I can't. Y'all remember that song, though? I'm only human. That's the only part of the song I remember. Then it was one day at a time. But the first phrase was, I'm only human. And I would say, you are not only human. If you've made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, you are not only human. You are supernatural. You are Superman if you've made Jesus Lord of your life because he lives on the inside of you and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But if you stay too connected to the world, then you've got kryptonite and you're just acting like the world and you're just a mere man because you got kryptonite all over you. You got too much world going on and when you get too much world, you become a mere man or you become just a human. But when you get connected to your heavenly father and get connected to our destiny and realize who you are in Christ, you can become Superman. You really can become Superman and do things that you didn't think were possible. John 15, 19 says, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, Therefore, heh, the world hates you. See, if the, you know, the Bible says, in fact, it's very clear, it says, beware when everyone speaks highly of you. Beware. Because the world, if everybody in the world never says anything bad about you, chances are you aren't doing your job good enough. <laughs> Reality. That's what it says right there. He says, hey, if you were of the world, they'd love you, but I have called you out of the world. I remember when I broke away from my group of friends. I'd never once condemned them, but yet I got, conf- I got accused of thinking I was better than them all the time. 
Oh, think you're too good to go to the bar with us, huh? I said, I don't think I'm too good. I just don't want to go to the bar. Oh, you think you're too good to hang around with us heathens. I don't think I'm too good. I just don't want to do what you guys want to do. But yet, right away, it's, oh, you think you're better than us. Anybody ever have that happen to them? Yeah. That means you're doing a good job. (laughs) Take heart. See, when you... When you raise a standard of righteousness, people are going to object. They're going to say, who, who died and left you, boss? They're going to say, well, you think you're so holy. Or who, you know, who, who, who gives you the right to tell me what's right or wrong? And the answer is always, I don't have the right to tell you what's right or wrong. I'm merely telling you what the Bible says. And God does have a right to tell you what's right and wrong because he made this whole place. And he is God. So those things, if we were of the world, they would speak highly of us. But we're not of the world. We're of his kingdom. And because of that, they hated Jesus and sometimes they hate us. And it's okay. That's John 15, 19. James 4 says, Don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God, and whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself the enemy of God. Wow, those are hard words. I'm coming, bringing kind of a hard one tonight, and I'm doing it on purpose because, you know what? You're made for a lot more than being a mere man, than being just a human. You're made for more than that. And and when we think, oh, we're only human, That's not true. You aren't only human. You're only human when you stay connected to the world and when you're carrying around kryptonite in your back pocket, okay? Then you are only human because you're too connected to this world. But if we'll connect to heaven and get our focus on the future, get our focus on the present day, who we are in Christ, and put that as our focus as opposed to whatever was in our past, See, the world, not just sin, but even the bad things that have happened to us or anything on that nature, if we stay connected to our past, we'll never reach our full potential in our future. Because the past, what does Paul say? What shall we do forgetting those things that are behind? I press on to the mark of the high call in Christ Jesus. We got to forget those things that are in the past the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got to forget them and we got to go forward. See, because if we stay too connected to the world, we will be mere humans. But if we decide that I want to unhook my world trailer, I want to turn that thing loose and I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for the spiritual. I'm going to go for God's plan for my life. I'm going to go for whatever it is that God has for me in my future. I'm going to press in to God and find out what is it that God wants me to do with the rest of the days I have on this earth. And I'm going to cut off the past. Forget about those that have hurt you. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not saying it's not important. not saying it didn't hurt. But it doesn't have to define you. Anybody with me on that? It doesn't have to define you. See, God will take care of those that have hurt you. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. And if you defend yourself, God can't defend you. He won't. Right? You know that, right? If you're busy defending yourself, 
God won't defend you. But if you say, Lord, you're my defense, and you decide to walk in love, God will defend you. He will. He will defend you. And he will take care of you. And he will, he will, he will make sure that justice is served. You don't, have to, you don't have to make sure. You don't have to take matters into your own hands. You really don't. You need to trust God that he will do it. Because he will do what he said he would do. When God said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. That means that we don't have to be, we don't have to, we don't have to exact our own judgment or our own vengeance on those that have hurt us. We don't have to. Because he is going to take care of it. He's, and he will take care of whatever it is that needs to be taken care of. See, so we can detach. We can turn loose. We can pull the pin and let that trailer go away, right? Let's just think about it. Think about like all these trailers behind your, your vehicle. Just pull the pin and let that one go. Don't even go back for it. Just leave it behind. Leave that offense, that hurt, that pain, leave it behind. Whatever it else, the disappointments, unplug them, let them go. Because you can't take them into the destiny that God has for you. It's going to weigh you down. Romans chapter 12 says, forgetting those things. And it also says, laying aside the weights that so easily, then the sins that so easily beset us, the weights that hinder us and the, and the sins that so easily beset us. We have to put those things away from us. We have to just decide that we're going to turn them loose. Tonight, I have just such a simple message, and that is, if we will disconnect from our past, disconnect from this worldly system, and decide that we're going to do things God's way. We're going to do things, every area of our life, we're going to do things God's way. If we'll decide to do that, I mean, it's a decision, and it's a faith decision. I'm not going to manipulate. I'm not going to um, intimidate. I'm not going to threaten. I'm going to do things God's way. I'm going to listen to his voice, and I'm going to do things God's way. If we will do that, disconnect from the world, and push into God, press into God, we will walk into a supernatural life that is more than any of us could ever imagine. God has a great life for each and every one of us. It's a life that's different than what we've experienced in the past. It's a life that's, that's fulfilling. It's a life that's got excitement. It's, it's in the big, and the most important thing is we're in the middle of his plan. We're in the middle of God's plan. And that's what God wants for each and every one of us. And just because you have been somewhere doesn't mean that you have to be there for the rest of your life. Maybe God's gonna move you, who knows? Maybe you're gonna do something different. But the big thing is decide that you're going to press in. Decide that you're going to not hang around Krypton or Kryptonite anymore. You're not going to have this world system in your heart. You're going to make sure that you keep that world out of you. And it's called separation. It's uncomfortable sometimes because you have to separate from things that are of this world. And people sometimes don't understand that, do they? They don't understand. They think you're weird. We are weird according to them, okay? That's okay. My point is this. If we're going to 
to really fulfill God's plan for our lives, we have got to seek him and we've got to be willing to walk away from this world system and trust God. We have to. That's the only way that's the only way to be happy in Jesus is to trust and obey. Remember that old song we used to sing? Hopefully you sang it when you were kids. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And that's the truth. We have to trust and we have to obey. In order to obey, we got to listen, right? And we can hear his voice and we can listen. And you can do it. And there's a great future ahead. It's not pain and suffering and everything else there there will be there will be troubles there will be trials there'll be stuff there'll be bumps in the roads there's no question because we're in this world and in this world you'll have tribulation that's what it says John 16:33 however be of good cheer for I've overcome the world Jesus said so be of good cheer because you know what God has a future for us that future's bright the future's bright it's good. And when this whole world goes up in smoke someday, we're going to be in heaven with him, and we're going to have streets of gold. And that's the promise that we have, that this, this world is not our home. We are aliens. We are citizens of heaven. We are citizens of heaven. If you're saved today, you're a citizen of heaven. You're not even a citizen of this world. That's why I get, so, I, get, I get so frustrated with the people when they want to argue about, you know, Democrat, Republican, blah, blah, blah. I, I set a guy down on Sunday. I looked at him, and I stuck them, looked him straight in the eye, and I said, number one, you're a Christian. Before you're an American, you're a Christian, okay? Number one, you are a Christian, okay? Number two, you're an American before you're a Democrat or a Republican, so this whole political faction thing is way down the list. Let's think about the things that are important. Does it line up with Christian principles? Is it, is it, is it a biblical issue? Is it a love issue? We follow love. We follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. We follow the Bible, Scripture. That's what our, what our goal is. Not political parties and all this other stuff. That's not where we're at. Because we're citizens of heaven. We're not even, we're, we're, we live here for a short time, but eventually we're going to live in heaven. Doesn't mean we disconnect completely, but it's not where all our hope is. All our hope is not here on the earth. It's not. If all your hope is here on the earth, you can come forward and we'll pray with you when we're done here. Because this, world, this earth doesn't have that much hope to offer, but Jesus Christ has a lot of hope to offer. He's the, he is in us the hope of glory. Christ is in us the hope of glory. So as, we're, as we close tonight, I just wanted to bring just a simple message about disconnecting from the world and pressing into God and realizing that the world will, will sap all your joy all your energy and all your power. So we have to lay it aside and press on to Jesus Christ because just like Superman was powered by the yellow S-U-N, we're powered by the S-O-N, Jesus Christ. He is the vine, we're the branches, and anything that we get accomplished, we get accomplished because we're connected to Jesus. 
He's the vine, we're the branches. No one comes to the Father but through Jesus Christ. So we got to stay connected to the S-O-N, Jesus. And so there's some parallels there. There was just a fun little parallel I wanted to share tonight. Let's bow our heads. Tonight, if you're here and, and, and you say, gosh, I don't, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. Can, I don't know when you start talking about citizenship in heaven and all that. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. If that's you, if you say, I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven. I'm not sure if Jesus blew that, if he had his angel blow that big trumpet and we were all caught away and I don't know if I'd go to heaven. If that's you, I would say this to you. You can know today. You can know. Because you know, it's not about works. It's not about how good you are. It's not about how good you've been or how bad you've been. It's about have you made Jesus Christ Lord of your life and have you accepted his sacrifice for your sin? Have you acknowledged that you're a sinner and have you acknowledged that Jesus Christ is the only way? And if you have, you're saved. If you've made him Lord of your life. So if somebody is in here tonight and they say, I don't know if I died today, if I'd go to heaven. I'm not sure. Today I'd say you can be sure. And if you'd like to be sure, just if you'd like to be sure, I'll pray with you right where you are. We'll pray with you. We'll talk to you afterwards, but we'll pray with you right where you are. If that's you and you say, I want to pray, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. If that's you, lift a hand if you would. If you say, I want to get right with God. I want to make sure that I'm going to heaven today. I want to make sure that if, if the last trumpet sounded, I'd make, I would be on the train to heaven. Well, Father, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. We thank you, Father, that you love us. And we just declare in the name of Jesus that you, Lord Jesus, are Lord over this place. You're Lord over our lives. You're Lord over Granville, over Grand Rapids. You are Lord over the entire earth, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. We thank you, Father, that you have a destiny for each and every one of us. That, Father, we aren't mere men, but, Father, we are filled with your spirit. We are filled with destiny. We are filled with purpose. And you have a plan for each and every one of us. We thank you, Father, for your goodness and your grace today to every one of us. We love you, and we put a hedge of protection around every person. Um, Even those in the neighborhoods around here, Father, keep every person safe as they're walking through neighborhoods tonight. We, We bind the enemy from hurting any child or any person. We bind the enemy and we put a hedge of protection, the blood of Jesus over these neighborhoods of these kids. And we bind every work of the enemy and we speak peace. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for your for your covering and protection and the blood of Jesus over our sphere of influence that no evil can come near us and no plague come near our dwelling in Jesus name. Amen.